A very good morning, everyone. It is Monday, January 29, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, wherever and however you are listening. Hope you had a fantastic long weekend for the Australia Day. Uh, well, long weekend, and gee, we're coming in this morning with a stack to talk about, particularly the cricket after an evening of high drama at the Gabba and the West Indies causing one of the shocks in recent memory. Eight runs the margin as they beat Australia. And then uh, for those who kept watching last night over in India, England have pulled off a bit of a miracle as well. They won by 28 runs against India. And in the Australian Open men's final, Yannick Sinner, an amazing performance after he came from two sets to love down. The 22-year-old Italian winning a maiden Grand Slam title against Daniel Medvedev. Eventually in five sets after three hours and 44 minutes on court. The Socceroos have won 4-0 overnight, by the way, as well against Indonesia in the last 16 at the Asian Cup. So they've set up a quarterfinal berth against either Saudi Arabia or South Korea. And those two countries meet early Wednesday morning. But it's great to be back. Needed to come back, fellas. Good to see you both. I saw Loz day one of the cricket uh, in Sydney and Pup. Good to see you, Bunch, my nice friend. Nice to be seen, buddy. Lovely to have you back. We missed you last week. Uh, morning, Gozza. Morning <laughs> to all of our listeners. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I don't really know what to say in regards to the cricket. Two, definitely two upsets. Uh, West, Indies, West Indies beating the Aussies um, at the Gabba, where oh, well, you'll have to tell me. When, well, we lost to India there, didn't we? Yeah. So but you have to go back to but then was West Indies that. in eighty seven eight. Wow, wow, wow! Just I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yes, well done to the West Indies first and foremost. Mm. Phenomenal, uh, great performance. Um, again, I, I, I said uh, when we were on last week. I feel like this young West Indies team has a lot of talent. The challenge you're going to have now is trying to keep these guys all a part of the West Indies set up and not losing him to um, the 2020, domestic 2020 competitions around the world. But super happy for them. Um, you could feel the emotion um, through your, your TV sets. Well, I certainly could when listening to Brian Lara talk. And, and then I also saw some footage of Carl Hooper as well. So, yeah, very happy for them. But the Aussies will be extremely disappointed. Um, and then, yeah, over in India, oh, what a um, what a batting performance from young Pope. Uh, he's now the vice-captain of that England team, but walking out at number three and the way he played in really tough batting conditions, um, it's one of the best overseas hundreds I think you'll see. Yeah, one um, of the game. Phenomenal. That. Phenomenal win by, oh. by England. Um, so yeah, India will also be be disappointed because they're in a great position after the first couple of days. Um, that's a good start to that series for for England. So yeah, two major upsets, um, which is you know what for Test cricket probably brilliant. Uh, for for India and the Aussies, they'll they'll certainly be disappointed. How are you, Loza? Yeah, good morning, boys. Um, Geez, what a weekend of sport uh, yesterday with the cricket and then the Australian Open. Uh, well done to Yannick Sinner. Uh, I went to bed after the first two sets and thinking Medvedev was going to, mm. to win. Uh, I woke up this morning, uh, quite a shock, uh, knowing that he'd come from two sets down uh, to win the Australian Open for the first time. So well done to young Sinner. Uh, well done to the West Indies. I thought it was great theatre. I, I must say, I did watch a bit more of the England-India test than the... 
Australia West Indies test, uh, but I certainly watched that last session yesterday, um, thinking Australia were always going to probably just make it home. Um, but then Shamar Joseph, wow. Star is born. What a performance oh. from him. I mean, that was one of the, the all-time great bowling spells, uh, not only from an international player over, like here in Australia, but um, we'd love that if that was an Australian. Seven for 68 off nearly 12 overs. And it was their first test win here in over 25 years. I think it was 27 years, mm. 1997. We didn't think he'd participate in the game after being yeah. forced off the field, retired hurt, being hit by a Yorker from Mitch Stark right on the toe. And then he didn't think he was going to play yesterday. And the doctor just told him, just turn up. Just go I wonder and if they injected it. Because I, I remember Michael Kasper, which broke my toe exactly like that. Big in-swinger, smacked me on the big toe. And it, it, it is that painful. But oh. then for him as well, being a fast bowler, like putting a shoe on to stand in the field is one thing. But then to bowl like he does, 150Ks, 145Ks, the pressure that goes through that front foot, I wonder if they injected it. I think they would have had to, but he was hobbling in between overs. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he was just... What a great young man as well. Oh, Spoke 24 so well, years of age. Yeah. He just refused to, to give the ball away. He wanted to, to try and take as many wickets as he can or he could. Uh, he was bowling with great speed. He put the Australians under plenty of pressure. Um, and while it's disappointing Australia lost, I think it's good. I, I think it's good for Test Match Cricket. Great for Test Match Definitely. Cricket. Both results, really. Because we need to see countries winning away from home, no. Pup, in the last several years. Yeah. Well, I the think, trend towards yeah. and the, the advantage that home teams have, it, it's been difficult to overcome. I mean, yeah, I mean and, sure. and the records tell you that. Well, if you go England and England, mm. tough to beat. India and India, tough to beat. Australia and Australia, tough to beat, generally. Uh, the, the thing that was a little sad to see was so many empty seats at the Gabba. And, and you can't blame any Australian fan for not wanting to go. We've had so much cricket, and then the cricket that we've had this summer from uh, international point of view has not been super exciting. So you don't blame the fans, but yeah, I just it, it's it, it sort of shows where everyone's at. I think, uh, and, mm. and that's why. And I, when you play, it's very different. It doesn't matter who you play; you don't want to lose. But when you have been out of the game for a bit of time and you probably work in a field where you're craving content. For us, it's you know it's a great result. But I think most importantly, if I take the being biased hat off, I think for West Indies cricket, oh, that that win will be huge. Like the people in the Caribbean would, and I think the game would have finished at probably three three thirty in the morning their time. Mate, they would have got up for that, and they would still be celebrating. The rum sales would have went through. Oh, <laughs> dear, mate. And they know how to celebrate in the Caribbean, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. But yeah. no, I, I thought it was tremendous. And again, some of these players we haven't heard of, and young Joseph, he just, he's a player now that's on the radar. He's on well, the radar of the port for IPL, IPL this year. In April, he'll be playing in the, oh, don't, oh, the auctions. Yeah, the auction's in February, so it hasn't happened. So he'll go into the auction and get bought. But what that means, this is the hard part. During that time from, again, I'm guessing time frame, but April, May, that eight-week period, if he's bought by the Chennai Super Kings, whether he plays or not plays for Chennai, he gets his million dollars. That eight weeks, he cannot play for West Indies if he chooses the IPL. And a lot of teams still have. Australia doesn't, but a lot of teams have international cricket on 
through that, that period. period. So I'll tell you what else is so done. hard. It's given a bit of life to the one day series. Yeah, true. Which is just coming up. Right, I, um, I think we'll all now have it on. Even though you probably have it on in the background, you might take a bit more of an interest in it now mm. after the West Indies have won that test match. And seeing some of these superstars, in particular in a one-day game, it's a different environment. Australia aren't, well, what we consider to be at full strength. They're resting a few players. Yeah, Australia, little, there's no doubt you could see in a little bit of the test that they might have just taken that game for granted, the Aussies as well. So you'd imagine these one days they'll be they'll be switched on. I wonder if they, when they play New Zealand, whether they pick the same 11 or whether they make some changes, they arrest some players. Test team. Test team, yeah. No, they'll wonder definitely they pick do. the same 11. Still one. Four out of five. <laughs> Which we should have. Mm. Like, we should be winning four out of five. We should be winning, we should have won five out of five, really. But it's still been a very good summer. You know, are we that good? We'll get to the Aussie issues. We should well, continue to praise. If you go back, if you go back one week, we're sitting here, mate. We're having conversations last week around: is this the greatest attack that Australia's ever no, had? That, that was a question. Really? I remember this this show Please. I'm doing for ESPN. They asked me on there: is the this, greatest? And are I you serious? And this, but this is what I said. I said. I all the only way I can judge it because I don't want to criticize anyone or be personal. The only way I can judge it, who would I prefer to face? Now, the two that come to mind straight away only because I played with them that I would not prefer to face are Glenn McGrath and Shane Warne. So any attack with those two in it, to me, you know, I'm putting those two. But again, you hear about. Dennis Lilly, you hear about Thompson. So there's and there's there's been so many great bowlers. I I just think we in general in this country we are like the greatest roller coaster on the planet. Last week we were praising this team so much. We were praising Pat Cummins so much. The improvement we were, you know, the only question mark really last week was. Mm. Is Steve Smith the right guy to open the batting? People were saying, no, he's not. Now, a week later, we're saying, well, he's the, he was the one saviour in the game, the way he played in the second inning. It has innings. been a big 12 months. I wonder whether they yeah, just, it's been just fatigued and a bit, yeah. take the opposition a little bit lightly. That's what I think, Loz. That's what, that's what I think, That's what I'm sort of leaning towards. Yeah. I, I think they've, they've had a big year, phenomenal. 2023. They've sure. done phenomenal. In the fair income department, should we be losing to that West Indies no, side we at home? <laughs> no, we shouldn't be. But I think it's just uh, a matter of, and, and every sportsman goes through it at stages mm. at times. I think what you're saying you is You take the opposition a bit lightly, and then they get a bit of a sniff, and you try and turn things around during a game. I'm unsure whether what, what cricket is like compared to rugby league, but I know in rugby league, years ago, when there were some easier games, today's environment... Mm. Possibly not so much. You'd need to be on. But years ago, you know, you could have an easy game here or there. And if you took the opposition lightly, you're always at risk of, of losing. Test match cricket over five days, I suppose you can, you know, go through a period of, you know, not playing your best but still come out the other side. Yeah. Um, but in an in a, in a 80-minute game of football, sometimes that's very difficult. But yeah. I, I, me personally, I think, a, they took them lightly, and two, it could be a little bit of fatigue off the back of a yeah. big year last year. And look, the, the other thing as well, uh, Pakistan had their opportunities. That's why I can understand why you're saying that, Mido. There was opportunities for Pakistan. Really, if they play catch, 
there's every chance they could have won one of those yeah. test matches. But that's every game as well. Like, I can't think of too many times I made 100 I didn't get dropped. So you could say that about every opposition in all conditions. If you, you take that catch, you get that run out, you, you know... You review you review at the right time. That's just the way cricket goes. I think at the end of the day, you can only beat who you're playing, uh, and how you win is irrelevant. It's just getting there. So, yeah, I, I think I'm with you, Loz. I think they've been, you know, you have to praise the past twelve months in what they've done, their success. Um, I still think that World Cup win. That was, that was the highlight, mate. That that, sure. that is massive. Beating India in those conditions, mm. in how we started that tournament with injuries as well. India were playing unbelievable cricket. Um, you know, to win the Test Championship, it's still the highest accolade in Test cricket. And then it's pretty good summer, expected but pretty good summer. Let's continue to praise the West Indies. What about this story though? Uh, Shamar Joseph, as as Loz was mentioning earlier, though, but he's from a village called Barakara. In Guyana, which apparently it is, well, it's that remote. It takes two days by boat to get there. A village of around 350 people. The internet only got there in 2018. I mean, these are the stories that they make movies about. And he was a security guard. (laughs) Unreal, yep. And he he bowled his first ball, I think they said, two years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah, so started working as a labourer, then as a security guard, as you mentioned. Um. Yeah, it's just an incredible story. Amazing. And I think he was yeah, initially bowling with the taped ball. Yeah, probably taped tennis ball in the backyard. But th- this is the this is the thing and I think if you if you go to the when you go to the Caribbean, like it doesn't matter what sport, these they they're just gifted. Mm. You watch them run. You watch them kick a soccer ball. You watch them play basketball. You watch them um, you know, run and dive. Like they they, they just they have so much talent, you know. Uh, it's just about now trying to get, uh, I guess, the youngsters to fall back in love with cricket uh, and, and fall back in love with test cricket. And then the West Indies Cricket Board needs to find a way. And, and this is where maybe the ICC is going to come in now and play a part to 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 keep them. Keep them playing for uh, their island, firstly, so it helps uh, develop uh, domestic cricket, and then play for the West Indies. And unfortunately, I think money's going to play a part. That's why I said a while ago as well, if we can, if every every single player gets the same match fee playing playing a test match, you know, your contracts are going to be different because that's based on sponsorship, TV rights, all that sort of stuff. But if the ICC can say, rightio, and I don't, I can't, I'm not sure what it is now. Let's say it's $15,000 per player per test. So West Indies still, that player gets yeah. fifteen grand. Pat Cummins gets fifteen grand. Whatever the number is, I think they've just got to make that consistent across the board. Because then, if they're playing, you know, fifteen test matches a year, mate, that it's doubles important. their contract. Exactly. You know, I think it's. I think they've just got to find a way to to even the playing field a bit if they want these players to stay playing for their te- for their for their country. Uh, some of your say on the text line: Pakistan hold catches and they take a test or two as well. No name there was. There was so many empty seats because the fake news bureau of meteorology threw around wild predictions. Uh, it's time for an investigation into this mob. Says Dan, that loss has been knocking on the door. Aussie batters haven't played well. One or two making scores. It's going to hurt sooner or later. Our bowlers have been saving us for a long time. If the Pakistanis took catches, they would have lost one of them too. Gary Newcastle, if Australia want to win at the Gabba, 
Uh, the series have to start there. When they don't start a series in Brisbane, they lose. Well, yeah, I guess the loss to India was also, that was late in the summer. That was the COVID-affected summer, wasn't it? Uh, time for the cricketers to start to focus on their cricket for Australia uh, instead of them worrying about what's going on overseas, etc., etc. Yeah, there's been a lot of that in the last few days from Dan. Uh, hero for the weekends, the West Indies. Great batting and bowling performance from the team. Villain would be the Australian Open. How matches can still end at 1 or 2 or 3 a.m. Baffles everyone. Uh, good on you, Phil. Uh, and it had nothing to do with Australia... Uh, taking it easy. We got knocked over by a bit of bolus. Stop covering the cracks. We retain the ashes. We retain the Frank Worrell Trophy. Not one time for the Australian cricket team uh, to be cricketers. MG at Penrith. And the Windy's heroics all over the papers today. Wind of change. Gab a miracle. How Joseph's heroics could revive Test cricket. Back page of the Sydney Morning Herald. It's there as well. Windy's hero chooses tests over T20 riches. Now, uh, some of his direct quotes here. Shamar Joseph, the hero of the Test match. He was player of the match. Player of the series after that stunning performance yesterday. Seven for 68. And... These are his direct quotes. These are in the Herald. I'm not afraid to say this. There will be times when T20 cricket might come around. Test cricket will be there. And I'll say this live. I will always be available to play for the West Indies, no matter how much money it takes or comes towards me. So I will always be here to play Test cricket. Love it, love it, love it. How good is that, Dick? <laughs> I just hope he doesn't get well, off its $3 million at the, the IPL. Problem. and His contract with West Indies is about 100000 US. The second someone puts uh, that check on his desk. Oh, good on him. You know what? Good on him. And, and, and you'd like to think that you can do both as well. Like, you can go and play the IPL when it's on. But if there's a West Indies tour, then he's just going to leave. Like, Australian players have done that as well. They have to come home for whether it's a camp or whatever it is. So... If he, I hope he really does get um, that the opportunity for these, you know, for the from the IPL and other twenty twenty tournaments. But uh, yeah, I love that. I'd love mm. to see him. Okay, I'm here. I'm playing for Chennai Super Kings, and then radio West Indies have got a tour to New Zealand. Then I got to go because playing for my country is the most important. Oh, I've said that from day one. I think I think you can do both, and that's the dream. I, I would love to see all international cricketers. Actually, honour that. Do that and honour it. And that's not disrespecting a tournament like the IPL or the other 2020 tournaments. It's just saying playing for my country is the number one priority. Marvellous effort, that is the headline on the back page of the Courier Mail, channeling the great Richie Benno. Awesome headline. Uh, and uh, when he, I saw that, I was watching that Saturday night when he got hit by Mitchie Starr. Ouch. Oh, hurts a lot. That uh, straight Throbs. away, you just like that's a broken toe for sure. I, I I thought straight away fracture. You can still walk, like you can. Some, the, the the killer with injuries like that, sometimes the bruise hurts mm. more than the break. Mm. It's the swelling and inflammation that you can't get your shoe back on. It's like same as a finger. If you get hit, you get swelling in a joint. Sometimes that is more painful than the actual fracture, the break. You can play with the break. Um, but if it is if it is a one toe or one finger, a lot of the time they will inject with local anaesthetic that lasts probably three to four hours. So I, I didn't I didn't see if he was running off the field. I know he bowled 10 overs straight before the tee break. Um, to be able to do that, it's either... Yeah, super tough, or they've they've given him that injection. But whatever they've done, that's 
that's what you do. You you want to get out there. You want to be a part of it. And thank God he was because he really, he won the game for his team. Plenty of Yannick Sinner as well. Back page of the Herald. At a stretch, new sensation claims epic final is the headline there. He's back page of the Australian as well. Sinner's nerves of steel to complete his Italian job. So he's made in Grand Slam title there last night. Uh, for those who stayed up and watched it, three hours, 44 minutes on court as he beat Medvedev in five sets after being uh, two sets to love down. Interesting uh, stat for Medvedev, not one you want. Uh, he becomes the only player to lose multiple Grand Slam finals after leading two sets to love. He also led Rafael Nadal two sets to love two years ago at Melbourne Park in 2022. And Nadal hunted him down on that occasion as well. So uh, that's your big result overnight. If you're just waking up, the Socceroos, I mentioned earlier, they won 4-0 against Indonesia. Uh, reports I'm reading from that match, though, they were still pretty unconvincing uh, in the final third. Jackson Irvine scored early. It was actually accredited an own goal after 12 minutes. Martin Boyle scored on the stroke of halftime. Uh, Craig Goodwin and Harry Sutar scored very late. So 4-0, though, they're through uh, to the quarterfinals there at the Asian Cup. And just the Diamonds, our uh, netballers in the Nations Cup tournament, have won that, and they've beaten England convincingly in the final in the early hours this morning as well, 69 uh, to 49. Uh, just a shout-out to our seven sides over in the uh, World Sevens over in Perth. Both the Aussie women and men made the cup final. Unfortunately, they lost both matches. Ireland beat the Aussie girls 19-14. And Argentina, who uh, are very powerful in sevens at the moment in the men's, they beat the Aussies 31-5. What's that game? I, I put so, it on last night. Mm. Uh, a mate of mine's young bloke plays in the Aussie team. And um, I didn't know Argentina were that good at sevens. See, they had some powerful big oh, blokes with fast. speed. <laughs> fast. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they made the semi-finals at the World Cup. No, semi-finals at the sem, uh, or, or quarter-finals. I think no, it was semi-finals. Semi-finals, sure. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they made the semi-finals in the World Cup. Um, but their sevens team is a very, very good side. They've got power, yeah. they've got speed, they've got skill, and they'll be hard to beat. They'll be hard to beat in whatever tournament they play. In.